Welcome to the Be A Friend podcast. My name is Brian, and this is my show about friendship and faith as a young adult. As my therapist friend, aka my therapist, says, if you want to make a friend, you have to be a friend. So my mission is to entertain and inspire myself and everyone listening to become better friends in our 20s and 30s. Hello, everyone. Today we have a special treat because for this little introduction segment, I have with me my wife, Krizia. Hi! And uh, today we have a little question of the day before we get started. And that question for you, Krizia, is what is your favorite season? Fall. I really like the leaves falling from the trees and all of the pumpkin things. And I know it sounds basic, but you get to bake a lot. You do get to bake a lot, and I have gotten to enjoy so many things that you've baked from cream cheese filled pumpkin cookies um pumpkin bread what else gluten free is still good gluten free pumpkin bread gluten free pumpkin bread i never thought i'd say that a gluten free pumpkin bread was good but it was it was good my favorite season is now fall as well i had never fully appreciated <laughs> the joy that is fall until marrying and living with you and now I'm, I'm all in on fall. <laughs> it, is, it is a blast. So, Krizia, I normally do a challenge of the week um, where I try to set a friendship challenge for myself to accomplish before the next episode of the podcast. What was the challenge last week? The challenge last week was to make a new friend. Um, and so I did... Nice. Um, I went to my friend Dimitri's birthday party. We played bubble soccer and just bubble tackle the other person. (laughs) Um, It was very, very fun, very aggressive. And probably the most aggressive person there was this this man named Caleb. Um, He blindsided me one time. My foot still hurts a little bit for it. But for some reason, that really bonded us um, to the point where I've, I've got his phone number, um, we're, t- we're DMing right now on Instagram about playing on a soccer team together. He also wants to make silly videos, and so we might collaborate on some silly videos. Um, he's going to be at the Halloween party we're going to this week. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to build a friendship with Caleb. Nice. What's your next challenge going to be? Um, my next challenge is, I might make this a recurring challenge, but I want to initiate a shared experience with friends. So getting tackled with the bubble soccer. That was a shared experience. I'm not going to try to recreate that. That's a little pricey to do on the regular. <laughs> but I have, I've realized that friendships are built upon shared experiences a lot of the time. I've learned That's that... how our friendship was built. When we jumped off um, the cliffs in Bend, Oregon... Yeah, we definitely became better, a lot better friends after we traveled together. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if I'll initiate a road trip to Bend, Oregon in the next week, but I could. I'm unemployed still. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to try to initiate some sort of shared experience with friends to, to bond us, whether that be making our own version of Top Golf in the park mm. or going to looking up an event that the City of Mountain View is putting on for Halloween oh. and going to that with someone. Cool. So we're here to talk about the podcast. Who's your guest speaker for this week? This week I interviewed my friend Ben Fu. Um, I became friends with him through 
friends of friends. Um, we're part of what we call the happy hour boys. <laughs> we have a group chat where we get happy hour either every week or every other week. Um, it was really fun interviewing him. We hadn't sat down one-on-one to just like have a, have a chat, but it really felt like a heart to heart this time. Um, we shared about friendship and faith and that's the whole idea of the podcast. But on this, in this conversation, we really dove into the faith aspect, which was really fun. We also talked about friendship, um, but we kept coming back to faith in God and faith in Jesus. Um, so it's pretty fun. I really enjoyed recording it, and I hope you all enjoy listening to it too. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it, I'm excited to have you on it. How do you how do you feel right now? Um, like I told you earlier, I'm I'm really nervous right now. You know, I'm just scared of saying something dumb. That's how I feel all the time when a microphone's in front of me. Yeah, because it's like recorded. It's recorded. It'll be on my computer forever. Right, and like other people are gonna hear it. Yeah. Yeah, like they they probably about thirty people will listen to this in the first week. That that's still a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That's still a lot of people. Yeah. When I worked at like a summer camp, I never wanted to be on the microphone because I knew I would just say something stupid in front of like 200 kids and I would regret it oh. so much. Did you ever say anything stupid? Um, no, I just froze a lot. Uh-huh. The first time I had to pray um, for like a meal on a microphone, I choked hard. <laughs> uh, and I went back to my friends afterwards and one of them just said, what happened? <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed praying with a, or just doing anything in front of a microphone is a challenge. Yeah. Like freezing or saying something stupid. Like I, I really can't decide what's worse. Like I'd be pretty <laughs> petrified in like both cases. Yeah. Well, you, you seem composed right now. Uh, yeah, I still got, I still got the butterflies like just coursing through me right now. But, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe if we pray to start things off, it'll, it'll calm, calm some nerves. So yeah. you okay if I, if I pray for us right now? Yeah, go start for Start things it. off? Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, God, thank you so much for this time, for Ben and I to get together and talk about friendship and faith. I pray that um, you would use whatever it is that we say today to hopefully inspire the people listening and hopefully they can just take home some nugget of wisdom or inspiration with them as they go about their weeks. Um, Jesus, uh, guide our conversation, please. Uh, we ask these things in your name. Amen. 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 So Ben, probably a lot of people don't know who you are. They're listening to this. Um, probably about half, honestly. Mm. Half of them probably know you, but half of them probably don't. Mm-hmm. So for those who do not know you, tell, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. My name's Ben. Um, I'm originally from Connecticut. Um, and the reason why I'm out here, well, I moved out here like a year ago. And the reason why I'm out here is because I went to college at the University of Michigan. Good school. Go Good Blue. School. Go Blue. <laughs> yes, sir. Number four in the nation right now. Wow. For football. Okay, I just yeah. I don't know what, what <laughs> yeah. ranking system you're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went I went to school in Michigan and it was just cold and gloomy and windy every day and I was just like, you know, I can't take this anymore. I wanna move to California. And that literally like that is that is why I'm here. Like I just just completely going off of that. Um, 
and you know, I don't regret it a single bit. Um, I don't know what else, what else do you want to hear from? Was, th- was there a job that brought you out here or was it just like you started looking for anything in California that you could do? Um, well, yeah, I actually, I work for an accounting firm and they have like okay. a bunch of offices like all around the country. So mm. I basically like just after my first internship with them in Michigan, I was like, can you move me actually to the San Jose office? And they were actually super chill about it. So, yeah. That's awesome. What, yeah. What's some of the difference between San Jose culture and culture of friendship compared to Michigan? Um, honestly, I haven't really been able to notice that much of a difference. Maybe because like the majority of the people that I've interacted with here, like the vast majority are like Christians and like, mm. um, like ever since I arrived here, basically, I was kind of launched into like this Christian community. So I don't know if it's like a San Jose thing or if it's like just like a Christian thing, but like, I don't know, people have always been like super welcoming and super Mm. warm, even when like, I feel like I don't really give them a reason to, (laughs) you know, it's like, why, you know? Um, But yeah, you know, the people here are really nice, really warm for sure. And not not to say that the people, um, you know, in Michigan aren't, um, because, you know, the whole Midwestern nice thing um but i i've just been ever since i've been here i've just been welcomed with like very open arms so yeah that's awesome how did you get connected to all the christian community out here because i think my first memories of you that i can remember are probably meeting you at a at a party through friends of friends and then you became part we were part of the same group chat for for happy hour boys (laughs) and so now we get like happy hour every once in a while while like every other week yeah. with like the boys together mm-hmm. I've gotten to know you well through that but how did you first get connected to Christian community out here um so when I first arrived here I just kind of I went on Yelp and I kind of just went to the first church that I saw which was like Echo Church okay um in North San Jose and um I just remember telling them that like I wanted to be plugged into like the young professionals group so he gave me uh, Christian Shay's good guy number yeah great guy outstanding guy um, and then I kind of forgot that like I gave gave him my number mm-hmm. like I never I never met him I just kind of wrote it on a piece of paper and then they, they, they said they'd give it to him um, but then he called me like a few days later and you know we actually had like a long um, heartfelt conversation about like our girl problems you know like wow yeah, I that's was, bonding conversation right there yeah i was like fresh off of a breakup at that time and it, it really like i was like hurting and mm. so like we were just we were talking about that and like we both opened up to each other like really quick and he invited me actually to like a wine night because it was a wednesday oh classic yeah and uh that's where i met like pretty much everybody else you know <laughs> so um, real quick, it happened real quick for me, um, but uh, I could just see God working through it all and like His goodness um, in like a really hard time for me, you know. Yeah. Was the hopefully this isn't too personal or too soon of a question, but like, was the breakup before you moved away from Michigan, or was it when you got here? Oh, this was actually I went back home to Connecticut. For oh, Connecticut. That's about, right. about a year or so. Um, after school 
And then, yeah, it was literally like a few weeks before I moved out here oh. on my birthday. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's fresh. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was fresh. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, in denial for a, a few weeks. So it really started hitting me like right as I got to San Jose. Oh. So that was when I was hurting the most. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You say that with a smile on your face, but there must have been a lot of pain at the same time. Um, yeah, there absolutely, absolutely a lot of pain. Like I've, that was, thank, thank God. Like I've never been depressed in my life, yeah. but that was probably the closest that I've been to, uh, to depression for sure. Um, I don't know if that, this is too dark. For no, this no, that's, this is, it's real, it's real life. Yeah. So it's okay. not too dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then now I know you're really plugged in at Awakening Church. Mm -hmm. um, what, when did you start going to Awakening? I started in January of this year. Um, I have a good friend here. His name's Joel. And he, like, he's like one of the strongest Christians I know. And like, you know, we, we, we cry in the car together, like, <laughs> like listening to worship music, like, you know, like we, like we have a really strong and like Christ centered friendship. And, mm. uh, this guy really knows God's heart really well. And, you know, he, he just invited me to come out and check out Awakening. Um, and yeah, I did. And honestly, like I could just tell right from the jump that like, I don't know, Pastor Ryan was like super genuine guy mm -hmm. and like the message was just super convicting for me. Um, and I was, I'm a big crier and I was crying like tears of joy mm. <laughs> driving back home. So I was like, uh, yeah, th that might be a good sign that this is, you know, the place for me. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm a big, or a, not a big crier. I'm a big, big guy and I cry. So maybe that makes me a big crier. I'm an easy, easy to, easy to cry. Yeah kind of guy um so i just resonate with that i've the last few times i've been to this house church that we're checking out i've like teared up for like a couple reasons hey. during it and it's just like oh i think it, i think that is like a sign of like not tears of like sadness but like kind of tears of joy and like tears of like kind of feeling god moving and mm -hmm. that provoking tears it's, it's not really like a specific emotion that i can pinpoint of just like it's not quite joy. It's not quite sadness. It's just like a, I don't know, it's a, it's a whole experience. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah, absolutely. What, do you think God makes you cry a lot? Like when you, when you like feel him, like, like, mm -hmm. in, all right, that was kind of dumb. That was kind of, no, no, that's, that's not, that's not dumb. Yeah. I think God communicates with us through our emotions. I think that's one of the ways God can speak to us. God can speak to us in so many ways. I think the majority of time, like through the Bible, like through like reading the Bible and praying, mm -hmm. um, but also like through a conversation with another person, through mm -hmm. a sermon um, from another person. And I think also like through our emotions, God can communicate with us through that. Um, like if you just pay attention to it, there's like a prayer called the prayer of examine. Um, I forget who invented it. It's like a, I don't want to say Ignatian spirituality. So maybe it was St. Ignatius that was the one who created the idea of the prayer of exam. Basically, one of the ways you can do it is you just like pay attention to your emotions throughout the day. Um, at, the, at the end of the day, you like you journal and you think like, okay, where did I 
see God today? Um, where did I miss out on the chance to see God today? And like, what were all the feelings I had throughout the day? And kind of like through paying attention to your feelings throughout the day and paying attention to all the things you different things you did throughout the day, you can kind of like look back on with 2020 vision and be like, okay, like this is where I got God intervened in my day today. And this is where I kind of missed out on the chance to see God throughout mm-hmm. the day. Yeah. Um, and so all that to say like, yes, like I do think God, um, provokes emotions. I think God in the Bible is emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, for the longest time I thought like emotion, there were good emotions and bad emotions. Um, but like the happy, the happy, excited, joyful, those are the good emotions and sad, angry, depressed. Those are the bad emotions. And then through years of therapy, finally came to the conclusion that no, they're just emotions. They're not good or bad. Like God is angry. God gets sad. God gets happy and excited in the Bible. He, God experiences all those things. Right. And if God experiences like sadness, that doesn't mean sadness is bad. Like Jesus got angry and flipped tables. That doesn't mean anger is That means that actually means anger can be a good thing if Jesus got angry. Um, right. And so, yes, well, I think when I cry, um, God is trying to tell me something mm. frequently through that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's like, that's why when, when I cry, like, it's very similar to that. Like, I feel like God is like really close to me. I can feel Mm -hmm. when I feel his presence, like really intensely, like, that's why, like, that's why I cry a lot of the time. Like, so like in church, when we're doing worship, a lot of the times, like, I'll be crying if it's like a song that's like, you know, the words are the exact prayer that Mm. I've been, that's been on my heart. Um, I can, I kind of just start crying. I kind of try to hide it from everybody because I don't want everybody to think I'm a crybaby, but. Um, yeah. It's not the epitome of masculinity <laughs> typically to be a crier. Right, right. I mean, I'm not scared to cry, but like, you know, I just do it so often at church that like, I don't know, I, I don't want to be known as like that guy that's like always crying. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's a song lately that like, eh, not necessarily makes you cry, but like a worship song that you've been enjoying lately. So a song that definitely made me cry, like an embarrassing amount <laughs> earlier today was uh goodness of God. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it's by, yeah, but you, have you, have you heard it? Um, I, I know a song that does say uh, something, something, the goodness of God. Like, I will sing of the goodness of God. Yes, that's the one. That's, yes, (laughs) I am vaguely familiar with that. I haven't sung it in a long time, I think. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. That song just, it's one of those songs that always, like, you know, tugs at me a little Mm. bit, you know, like, um, just when you really listen to the words, like, all my life you have been faithful, all my life you have been so, so good, like, like that's facts like you know like even like before i knew christ when i was like so lost when i was like like in a frat and like doing all kinds of things um so far from god's will like he was still faithful to me um Mm. like he still saw me and like you know dragged me out of it you know and um showed me what you know true love was and gave me life and joy um, which I had not previously really had. Um, so, you know, just singing about the goodness of God and like 
his faithfulness, even when we're not faithful to him, like, mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. That, that's one of the things that gets me, like, pretty emotional. Yeah. Not to try to make you cry during a podcast, mm-hmm. but um, could you give, if you're okay sharing with all the, the, all the listeners at home, um, <laughs> feels weird to talk like that. If, <laughs> if you're okay with sharing, like, what, what was, like, the turning point for you from, like, not faith in God to faith in God? Um, yeah, so, um, all right, I'll give like a pretty short version of yeah. this, um, because I could talk for a long time, but in 2020, uh, I kind of started getting into like new age spirituality. Like, okay. And basically at the center of that, it's like, the idea is like, you're God, like you are God. Like, and that's like mm. outside of Christ, like, that's what like we want. You know, out, like if you're, if you don't know Christ, um, and I can definitely say this was true for me, like you just want to be like the God of like your own life and you um, want as much control as you can over your own destiny. Um, and this is what new age spirituality is all about. Um, don't recommend dabbling in it. <laughs> um, but it kind of just taught me that like whatever you want, you can manifest that by like, mm you know, reciting mantras or like meditating and like visualizing it happening for you and like imagining what that feeling might be, like if that thing is a reality in your life. So I got into that and I initially wanted to be an actor, like after all that. Um, but then I was like, no, that's, that's like too big of a risk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I, I decided, and to preface this a little bit, I played lacrosse for um, a good amount of years before that, um, which I understand is not as popular here on the West Coast. Yeah, not as much in the West Coast. (laughs) Um, But I was like, all right, I want to play for Team China, you know, and lacrosse is going to be like an Olympic sport soon, and they're going to be competing in like the world championships soon also. So it would be really cool to like take part in that and be a member of Team China and um, that's what I was trying to manifest. Um, and then this was like my senior year of college. So like they sent us home cause of COVID after yeah. that. And literally from like March when they sent us home to like August when like we had like the results of the tryouts, I was just trying to manifest this dream like every day. Hmm. And like, it was all I thought about. And like, I trained so much every day and like I ate so strictly and come August, I find like, I I made the training team, like the training team, which is like the next step to like making like the the tournament teams and stuff like that. So um, this was like, this was definitely like the the coolest experience I'd had in my life at that point. I was like in disbelief that this would ever happen to me because like I was never athletic as a kid. Um, So I just remember you know, then following months, I was just training and my life was lacrosse, you know, my life was this sport, my life was Team China. And um, until I went to a Halloween party at this small cramped apartment and everybody there got COVID. Oh no. Literally everybody got COVID. And I remember just sitting in quarantine housing and 
I just, everybody else was getting better. Um, it, was, it had been like two weeks maybe since the party and like everybody else had basically recovered and I was still like sick, like really sick and nauseous like all the time. And it turned into like almost a month where I was like still sick and I had no idea when I was gonna get better. And then like kind of unrelated, but um, my ex-girlfriend, like she grew up Catholic and her mom gave her like a Bible and she was like, do you want to read the Bible with me? And I was like, I mean, sure, I guess. I was just looking for the truth of life yeah. at this point. Um, so I, we started at Matthew and, you know, the more I learned about Jesus and his character, um, you know, the less it mattered to me that I might never be able to play lacrosse again because I was terribly sick at that point mm. still. Um, and, you know, just the coming weeks, just learning more and more about his heart and learning that he's like, he came down to be a servant to us. Like, that's something that, like, I had never even thought about. Like, I knew he was like God, but like, that's not something I thought about because he came down to be a servant. Um, so I don't know. I just felt his love, you know, mm. in the coming weeks. And I cried like every day, <laughs> tears of joy. Wow. Because I'd never known love like that before. Um, so eventually I decided that, yes, I'm, I'm going to give my life to Christ. And because uh, this this is the truth of life that I've been searching for. You know? mm. And yeah, that's my story. Wow. That's I did not know that that story before. That's super cool. Yeah. And I'm guessing then Team China did not work out. No, I was sick for like like almost nine months probably. Wow. Yeah. So eventually like my contract ran up with them. Makes sense. And uh, they didn't invite me back for a tryout because I kind of just skipped out on everything after that. Cause yeah. um, that just wasn't, you know, who I was anymore. So yeah, you had more to life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's more to Ben Fu than just lacrosse now. Yeah, there's more to me than just lacrosse. And I mean, I definitely probably should have done a better job communicating my situation <laughs> instead of just ghosting the team. Um, but I realized that there's more to life than what I'd previously like thought out for myself. I thought it was like achieving success in like this sport or achieving success in whatever, you know, your field might be. I thought that was what life was about. Um, but you know, after I experienced God's love, you know, nothing, nothing could have been the same, you know. Wow. That's, that's deep. That's beautiful. And I did not expect us to go there in this episode <laughs> of the podcast. Um, wow. So how do you transition out of that? With beef. Uh, <laughs> so this is a, a newer segment on the show um, where I just want to know, like, what is some beef that you have with uh, friendship in the Silicon Valley here in San Jose? Um, is there anything that makes you think, like, you know what, what's up with that? Um, yeah, um, I, I guess, I guess you could, I guess you could call it beef. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I guess, I mean, I'm, I'm really thankful for the community that I've gotten to know here and I'm really thankful for the friends I've made. Um, it's just, everyone's always up to something, you know, mm -hmm. everyone's always doing something. Um, everyone's always like 
going somewhere and like it, it can be really easy to get FOMO. Um, oh yeah. It can, and it can be really easy to feel like you're forgotten sometimes, you know, because like this friend group is like so big, you know, and, yeah. and especially cause like I'm, I'm like so new. Um, so it, it can like, there's times when like, I'm almost like, dang, like this is just like another result of like, you know, the friend group being so big. I just, sometimes I feel like I don't, I'm not unique enough, you know, like huh. there's nothing notable about me, you know, like I, I feel like I'm boring sometimes. Um, so I guess like those two things, like it's, it's easy to get FOMO and then like, I feel pressured to like stand out as an individual mm. and like be known for something. Um, I guess those are like the things that like, I don't know, give me a little anxiety about like friendships in the Bay area for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. You feel like you, there's not enough that makes you stand out. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like there's nothing really notable about me sometimes, you know, like there's, huh. um, I don't know why that is, but I just feel like there's like, I just feel like I'm just like another dude, you know, at the end of the day. And yeah, I, on the one hand, you are, <laughs> on the one hand, we, we all are like, I'm just another dude. Um, you're another dude. Like on the one hand, there's not, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm going to start talking and see where <laughs> yeah, I go with it. Yeah. Everyone is remarkable. Mm -hmm. Um, there's like something special about everyone. Like even if you had no control over your body and you were just living in a hospital bed, you would still be remarkable. Um, I think because God made you. I think no matter who you are, you are remarkable. I, I was just flashing back to when I used to volunteer at a children's hospital and there were like kids that were like, uh -huh. couldn't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember thinking like, how do you, how do you minister to these kids? Mm -hmm. Like you kind of have to fight the lie that the world tells them that they're probably telling themselves of like, I'm not remarkable. Be like I'm just sitting in a hospital bed. I'm not remarkable. But on the other hand, it's like, God loves you so much that he sent his son to die so that you can have life to the fullest right. now and forevermore. Even if it doesn't look like what you would think life to the fullest would look like now, um, we get life forever with God. Right. Um, that was a bit of a ramble. No, but no, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I appreciate you sharing that with me for sure. So my brother wanted me to shout out Sean Coleman. My brother wanted me to throw this question into the interviews. Um, so finish, finish the sentence. A friend is someone who. A friend is someone who accepts and loves you for who you are with. I have a hard time saying no judgment, but like minimal judgment. Minimal judgment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just feel like I'm so like, I'm so weird and <laughs> I just have like these little quirks and um, I feel like it is pretty easy to judge me. And uh, so I guess a friend is someone who can like accept me despite the fact that like I am a pretty weird guy. But I like that. Someone who has minimal judgment or like limited judgment about yeah. you, but like accepts you for who you are. Right. I like that. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> um, what about you, Brian? Yeah. Um, I would say, 
And there's so many things you could say, but I'll say a friend is someone who will be there for you. Um, I think uh, I used to say like availability is like one of the main things I look for in a friend. Like, are they even available? Do they have the time to be my friend? Because like I could get along with someone super well, but if they're not available, then it's like, okay, they're just someone I'll see once a month or less. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that one of the main things is just like, are, can they be there? Can you be there for them and can they be there for you? Because if it's kind of the same concept, like if you can't be there for each other, um, then it's not really friends. It's more just like someone you know. Yeah. Um, I think that's, how would you differentiate between someone you know versus a friend? I think someone that you know, that's just like somebody that you might ask, like, like, oh, how's it going? Or like, how's your day? and I mean, I guess you both know you you both don't like really care about. I don't know how. To... Yeah, it's like kind of going through the motions. Yeah, you're just doing it kind of to be polite, you know. Mm-hmm. And then a friend is somebody who like, well, you will ask like, I don't know how how are you doing, like, you know, what's new with you, but like, you'll be invested. You know, you'll both mm. be in, there's like this mutual understanding that like you're both invested and like you'll bring stuff up from like earlier conversations and like you'll genuinely care if they're like going through something tough. Like you'll want to know like how you can be there for them, you know, or if they're going through something exciting in their life, you'll want to celebrate them. So mm-hmm. um, I guess that's the difference. I'm not sure if that was the most eloquent answer I could have given, but yeah, basically what I what I heard you say was a friend is someone who like cares and someone like that you want to care about yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's hit it right on the net. It's, it's someone who I mean, cares. That's that's what you said. I'm just, <laughs> just summarizing back to you what you said. Yeah, but I, I never use the word cares so. You still did your thing. You still did, I did your part. I did, I'm, a, I'm a podcast host, what can I say? <laughs> yeah, what uh, about you? Um, yeah. I think the difference between someone that, just someone that I know and someone who I would call a friend is how much time have we actually spent together that wasn't in like a forced environment. So like if you just run into the same person at church all the time, yeah, someone, you know, if you run into the same person at a party all the time and you make small talk, maybe you go a little deeper um, but there's never, neither of you ever initiate with the other person to be like, Hey, let's get lunch. Hey, let's get coffee. Hey, let's grab a drink after work. I'd say once you, one of you initiates with the other, um, I don't know if that makes you officially friends, but you're definitely one step closer to being friends. Oh no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think shout out Elijah Hour. Shout out. <laughs> um, but he was definitely one of the first people to like really initiate that with me. And hmm. I think that's why we were able to like become such like good friends, like so fast, you know, it was because we spent so much like one-on-one time together and we both wanted to like further intentionally, like further this friendship along. So that's like a really good point that you make. Yeah. Yeah. And Elijah is great at that. That's, he's one of the best like initiators that I know. Like his whole family is just like probably ingrains it into each of them like i i knew his older brother well i still know his older brother jeremiah pretty well and like his whole and his parents are just very the whole family is just so inviting so welcoming um and initiating as well right yeah right. well i've got a couple more questions for you but 
First, we've got to take a break for a word from our sponsor. Today's unofficial sponsor is gluten sensitivity. Hey, Ben, want a beer? No, thanks. I actually have a gluten sensitivity. Gluten sensitivity. Don't want to sound like a wuss, but hate the taste of beer? This is your perfect excuse. So Ben, one of the things people say is that friendships are built on shared experiences. Have you had any notable shared experiences with friends lately? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I haven't had many experiences with friends the past few weeks, period, because I've been so busy with work. But, tax season, right? Yeah, tax season. But yesterday, I had the chance to... Uh, reconnect with one of my college buddies. He actually moved out here to uh, San Jose. And I haven't been a good friend to him because I, as you alluded to earlier, like I haven't been really there for him. Like I've really just been pouring into like everyone else. Um, so it was really nice to just, you know, reconnect with him and to, you know, just see what his experience has been like out here in San Jose. And he also has two big, but really sweet dogs, uh, PJ and Venom. <laughs> <laughs> great, great dog names. <laughs> great dog names. Um, and when I had last seen Venom, he, he was just a little puppy um, like a month ago. And I was afraid that he was racist because... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because, um, um, because... The first time I saw him, he was just like a little puppy, like fresh from the breeder. And as soon as I entered, he acted super aggressive towards me and confrontational. And my friend was like, oh, that's weird. Like he hasn't acted like that towards anyone else. Oh, he might be racist. <laughs> um, oh, wow. But this time, like when I entered the door, like he was like jumping all over me and like and being super loving. So um, I'm really happy about his dog not being racist against me like that. Yeah, that really made my night. So I have a theory. I had one time, I had a random dog or a friend's dog act incredibly aggressive towards me. Um, how tall is your friend? He's probably like six feet. Okay, and you're yeah. so you're taller than him. Six three, yeah. He pro I, my guess is that this dog saw you as a threat to his owner because you were taller than him. Because one time I went to a party and the dog was fine until I walked in. And I was the only person as tall as the dog's owner and the dog just kept like trying to attack me without actually biting me. He kept like jumping and like pushing on me with its front legs. Were you the first person like his height to, that he saw? Possibly. I don't actually know that at all. Um, but at the party, I was the only one who could be physically threatening to him. Oh. That's, that's my, my, my surmising, my guess. Interesting. If anyone out there is a dog whisperer, feel free to let me know and, um, on the comment section on Instagram um, or email beafriendpodcast at gmail.com and let me know your expert opinions. You'd be the first person to actually email that email address. <laughs> um, but it is an email address. I'll send you a pity email later this week. Thank you. <laughs> Just checking Thank on you. you. <laughs> Just checking to see if you actually checked this email, email box. Yeah. What about you? Have you had any good experiences with friends lately? Yeah. Chrissy and I went on a double date this Friday night with our friends, Michael and Marianne. Um, and it was actually their first double date as a couple and it was with us. So that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, we went to San Pedro social in downtown San Jose 
got a little bit of food, got a, got a couple drinks, played pool, played bowling, played bowling, went bowling. They have a bowling alley downstairs, which is pretty cool. We tried to do karaoke. They have like a private karaoke room, um, but it was full for the night. We It was too many reservations. We couldn't get access to it, but we can just do it in our own living room. Karaoke, like turn on YouTube, put like look up Don't Stop Believing lyrics and you can just sing along to Don't Stop Believing. I don't have to pay 10 bucks an hour per person to do that. Right. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Getting to do um, a double date with Michael and Marianne. Um, felt like it cemented our, our friendship with like, I'm friends with both of them and Chrissy has friends with both of them. Um, but it cemented our, our friendship as like a as couple friends. How do you think couple friends are different from like other friends because i've recently um gotten into a relationship too and kudos <laughs> thank you and we've, we've been going on like group dates and stuff and doing things with other couples so i'd okay. like to just get your perspective uh on what exactly on on like how couple friends are different from like other friendships yeah i think the main thing is that it's just people that you both like hanging out with at the same time Cause like if you want to hang out with the boys, then like your girlfriend may feel like the odd one out. Or if she wants to hang out with the girls and you're there, then you would feel like the odd one out. But if it's like couple friends, like if there's a guy and a girl or with a set of couples, um, then neither of you feels left out. Like you can, it's people that you, you can be together, like you and her can be together with another couple socializing so it just makes it you get to bond together at the same time as bonding with the other couple i see i see i definitely get that sense too yeah yeah it's it's fun to have people that you can you and her can hang out with together mm -hmm. um but like it's kind of a bummer because not every friend is like that like i had my friend eduardo on the podcast last time and he's single and he's a lot of his friends like me are getting married like over the last few years and so he's learning how to, like, in his friendships with, with the guy, with guys he knew when they were single, he now has to make a, an intentional effort to be friends, like, with their significant others. Hmm. Um, because, like, if he only hangs out with the guy, the girl kind of feels left out. Right. So it's, a, it's an odd little phenomenon of couples, friendship for couples. Yeah. And it's always, like, a toss-up of whether, like, being a third wheel would be like would would be fun. I think it really depends on the couple. I know I know there's plenty of couples where like I would it feels just so natural. Just mm -hmm. like when when I used to be single, just like just hanging out with, with like just them with with them. It just, just felt like the homies, you know? Yeah, there was like one of my two of my friends in college started dating and I would just be hanging out with them. They would start holding hands and I would just grab his hand too and said <laughs> we're a tricycle. <laughs> We weren't. We weren't. They would laugh, and he would let go of my hand. But oh. <laughs> I know. Um, Tyler James, if you're listening, I miss you. Um, <laughs> I doubt you are, but I still miss you. Um, yeah. So the name of the podcast is the Be a Friend Podcast, because if you want to make a friend, you have to first be a be a good friend. And so, Ben, how have you been a good friend lately? Um, I think... Ever since I got into a new relationship, it's been really exposed to me that I'm not the best listener. 
<laughs> I'm not laughing at, at you specifically. I'm laughing because every guy, I feel like, experiences yeah. that, that realization. Yeah. Did, did you with Chrisia? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're with the guys, there's not as much to listen to. Like mm-hmm. Guys, I think, statistically speak almost half as many words in a day as women do. Mm-hmm. So there's less... If you're hanging out with the guys, you have less to listen to. But if you're hanging out with, with women... There's a lot more to, to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's my theory of the day of why it's harder. <laughs> That's interesting. Because I actually do most of the talking in my current relationship. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like the things that she does tell me, like she'll bring it up like later. And then I'll be like, wait, what? And then she'll be like, Ben, I told you this like last oh. week. <laughs> and this happens like... Almost every day. <laughs> and, uh, same. same. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I just get super nervous when she tells me things now. Because she's like, she, like I'm, I'm just thinking, all right, you might, might want to cut out the yeah. stutter. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. So, I get super nervous when she tells me things now. Because now I'm just in my head like, oh, no. Like, am I supposed to know? Did she tell me this earlier? Like... Don't forget this. Don't forget this. I know. I know. Um, so, yeah. that And that really caused me to want to be a better listener, like, in my friendships, too. Because hmm. I realized, like, if I'm forgetting this much, like, in a relationship, like, I'm definitely forgetting a lot and, like, not listening really well in friendships as well. So, just, like, being, like, genuinely, like, really interested in, like, what they have to say and, like, asking good questions and, like, listening when they answer um i think that's really how i've been trying to be a better friend in general lately nice yeah listening is a great thing to to do in a friendship Mm -hmm. and a very crucial thing absolutely oh yeah what about you ryan yeah last week when i was at church i randomly had a friend's name come to mind and i was like i should reach out to glenn um and so i texted Glenn and we're actually going to hang out this this Tuesday. Um, we're going to we normally just get coffee. We were part of a like a men's Bible study together at a church I used to go to. Um, I think we both stopped. I stopped going to that men's group. And I think he has now too. But he was one of the people I got along with the most, and so I like to still reach out to him every once in a while. And so I'm that's how I'm trying to be a good friend is just reaching out to someone that I don't talk to that often. Um, I think like. God, bringing it back to God and just how God speaks to us through our emotions. I think God like puts people on our hearts. Um, he brings up people into mind, especially like when we make space, like at church, when we make space. Um, oh yeah. I think God like can speak to us through like little things that come to mind, like especially when we like are in a setting like, like church or like in prayer, like when we're basically trying to focus on God, I think God can speak to us in those times. And so when I've, thought of Glenn while I was at church, like during like the worship time, I was like, Oh, I should reach out to Glenn. So I wrote it down in my little notebook that I had with me. And then when I got home, I I texted him and now we're going to hang out. That's awesome. So why do you think God reached out to you about hanging out with Glenn? Like specifically? Um, you know, I have no idea. Um, I don't know if it's because he needs it or cause I need it or just cause, um, I missed him. I don't know. It could be any of those, but I I don't think God tells us why for a lot of things. He just tells us what. 
like God doesn't give explanations for himself all the time. Like sometimes when we look back on life, we have, can have like 2020 vision of like, Oh, because this happened, I went he- I went here instead of there. And like, Oh, that made all the difference in life. Um, but in the moment, all we really know is what, and so like, what is, I, I want to hang out with Glenn. So I'm going to hang out with Glenn. Hey, and I guess like, that's like the beauty of, of this Christian life. Cause you know, God's always going to reveal why I, I find God always reveals the why in due Ooh. time. Yeah. In due time, yeah. not necessarily in the moment, Yeah, but eventually. Yeah. yeah. I think Jesus spoke very figuratively a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And like one of the times when he was washing his disciples feet, I'm definitely going to get like the words wrong. This is not going to be exactly like, <laughs> you, you don't know what I'm doing now, but like eventually you will. Mm-hmm. And I think he was speaking figuratively when he said that, um, because like in my life, like I always figure out eventually like why you just have to like be attentive for, you know, God's voice in your life. Um, that's awesome. Uh, so I, I wanted to ask you the kind of the opposite of that last question of instead of how have you been a good friend lately? How have you not been as good of a friend lately? Mm-hmm. Like I think um, look, the quote that comes to mind that I'm going to butcher is that like cracks are where the light gets in. Um, and so, or like cracks are where the light can shine through. And so I think that, um, I think that God can like use our brokenness as much as he can use our success. Um, and so I think it's important to talk about like where have we not been successful as much as where have we been successful? And so, Ben, where have you, when have you not been as good of a friend lately? I think just recently, this wasn't anything that I, I don't feel like it's my fault necessarily. Um, I'm definitely culpable for some of it, but I've just been working so much lately and I've just been having to say no to things more and more um, these past few weeks. Um, so... I think that that really kills me. You know, I'm, I've always been like a, a yes man, like a people pleaser, um, anxious attachment style. So <laughs> um, I just want to say yes, to like absolutely everything. And I just haven't been, you know, the best friend in that. I've kind of been too career focused lately. And it's not necessarily even like my choice my conscious decision in this moment it's just like this work just has to be done you know and yeah um yeah so i think not sure if it's like exactly my fault but i just haven't really been pouring into like my friends as much lately um because i've just been so busy with my job yeah yeah Yeah, i wouldn't say that's your fault really at all it's just the nature of tax season for accountants is like it's very very busy and there's just seasons where you have to be less social to do your job and i'd say like you would i feel like it's been busy season for you for a while um but like you would still like make appearances you'd like try to show your face come out of the office peek out into the sunlight before you close yourself back off and you'd be like oh I, I, no i gotta go back to work after this but you'd like still come and say hi right but, yeah Right. Yeah. I, I guess it just, um, and funny enough, like one of my coworkers, he was telling me that me, we were having a discussion earlier and he was telling me that like, I am an anxious attachment style. So 
the reason why like I'm always hanging out with people and like I always try to like make time like every day to do something social is because like I have like a deep-rooted fear that if I don't pour into somebody that they won't be my friend anymore oh and that's like he like read my mind completely because it's been killing me like having to say no to stuff having to say no like um yeah like elijah and a few other guys were going on like a camping trip to big sur last week and i oh, really yeah. wanted to go but i had to say no to that um and it just kills me every time because it's just like i just feel like i'm harming you know my friendship hmm. um every time that i say no so um yeah it's really been eating at me for sure. Thank God, you know, busy season's over. But, yeah, yeah, you have so much freedom now. What are you going to do with it? Um, see, I'm still figuring that out. I'm still figuring that out every day. It's weird to, like, be able to have hobbies now. Um, I guess I'm just, just playing my keyboard more. Going to get more involved okay. in, like, the worship team at church. And, uh, I don't know, playing a little lax, you know? Playing a little lax. Yeah. How, how do you think you could have been a better friend lately? Yeah, I feel like... Lately, I, up until like a week ago, I feel like I was pretty closed off to new friendships. I was, I had the mentality of like, I have enough friends right now. Like I kind of one of the benefits of like growing up in, and like going to high school, um, coming back after college and like living here for like 10 years, um, means I've like accumulated a lot of friends. Like I, I know a lot of people in the area. And so I felt like I just don't need any more friends. I don't, I don't want them. Um, but then like, I remember going to a party and intentionally not talking to people. Cause I like, was just like, Nope, I just want to, I just want to feel safe at this party. I want to just talk to people I already know. I don't want to, I don't want to have to, extend myself to like make make a new friend tonight um i don't even want to talk to the people that i've met once or twice i just want to leave them alone and i just want to do me mm. um which i feel like is an understandable thing to to want but at the same time like that's not being a good friend at all if you're closing yourself off and i i i shared in a previous podcast like the realization of I need to be, I think God wants me to always be open to new friendships. I don't know if that applies to everyone or not. I think it might. Um, but when I look at, I, it, when I was reading the Bible with friends, uh, I was inspired by how Jesus was constantly interrupted. Um, everywhere Jesus went, he was in, like, he was interrupted. He went to the, like, he crossed the lake and the crazy man who had been chained meets him and he heals him. He was supposed to go um, to the temple and then this important Pharisee named Jairus said, hey, come heal my daughter. And while he is on his way to come heal his daughter, some other random woman just touches his cloak and it heals her. And he stops on his way to Jairus' house and um, listens to the woman's whole story. Um, and so Jesus was just constantly being interrupted. And I feel like in my life, <clears throat> I could see new friendships as an interruption from like the status quo of my life. Like I, I could want to just have my life the way I want it to be. Um, but I think God is interrupting that plan 
for me and saying like, oh no, like you can be friends with more people. Like people are going to move away. People will leave, but I want you to continue to be a good friend to as many people as you can. Yeah. And the thing about Jesus, like being interrupted too, like, um, he genuinely was compassionate towards those people. And mm-hmm. like, he like loved those people that he was interrupted by. So that's like really cool that you bring that up that, you know, Jesus was interrupted. Cause like, that's not even something that like, I really ever thought about it was mm-hmm. like how many times, like, like he was doing his thing, going his way. And then like people would just come up to him and there'd be yeah. like a beautiful story to be told out of that interaction. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what beautiful stories are you missing out on, you know, by not yeah. allowing yourself to be interrupted, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to miss out on what God's doing. Right. Like, I don't want to like come to the end of my life and just think like, oh man, I missed it so many times. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm going to miss it a lot because I'm a broken, broken man in a broken world. Um, but I want to do what I can to not miss it, not miss out on the chance to um, do what God wants or say what God wants to be said or just be be where God wants me to be. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I'm definitely guilty of being closed off to new friendships as well because like, I feel like I've never been in such a like a place where there's just so many people like in a community where just like there's so many opportunities to like meet new people like all the time and there was a point where I was like you know what I'm satisfied with like the friends that I have already and I'm not gonna make as much of an effort to like get to know these people's hearts and to like get to know their story um, and share it with them you know um, and it wasn't like that for me when I, when I was first here, I was like open to everybody. I wanted to be everybody's friend. So just like me realizing like that kind of juxta- juxtaposition, um, you know, it was, it was really convicting for me. And I did realize that like, um, and you put it definitely better, but <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus, Jesus wouldn't, you know, be closed off to new friends, you know, Jesus um, Jesus would be loving and accepting to everyone, mm-hmm. you know, that, that came to him. And I, ha- I definitely haven't been, I definitely haven't been giving some people like the time of day and like, honestly, sometimes even being borderline rude. Mm. Um, so that, that was really convicting to me, like mm. when I had that moment and now whenever, you know, I'm hanging out with our friends and like, there's someone new or, um, someone I haven't met before, I always make like an effort to, you know, go talk to them and like learn all about them and, uh, you know, see if like, you know, a beautiful friendship can blossom out of that. Yeah. Well, I have one question I did not plan to ask you, but I want to, I want to hear your answer to this. Um, <clears throat> what makes Ben Fu remarkable? <laughs> So we're, we're throwing it back. We're throwing, to like, it, we're throwing it back to earlier. To it, just my, came, it just came to mind when you said you're not remarkable. <laughs> but I'm curious, like, in your own words, what makes Ben Fu remarkable? Well, thank you, Brian. You're helping me tackle one of my many insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> On a podcast. <laughs> On a podcast, nonetheless, and everybody gets to hear it. Um, I think what makes me remarkable is that I'm willing to share like just about everything 
like I'm a really open book. So like I'm really open about like as if it wasn't already clear, like I'm, I'm really open about like my insecurities mm -hmm. and I'm really open about like things that like I struggle with and I don't know. I think part of like being a good friend is also sharing, you know, just yeah. being willing to be vulnerable and share. Um, I think that's definitely been emphasized a lot more, you know, as I became a Christian, I'm not completely sure why, but like vulnerability is something that's definitely been emphasized more. So I guess if I was remarkable for anything, it's just, just being open, I guess. Yeah. You're real. You're vulnerable. You're authentic. I could be more real. You know, there are times when I feel like I'm a little two faced, but who isn't? Yeah. Who isn't? Yeah. Dang. Well, Ben, thank you so much for being vulnerable on the podcast. Thanks for being on the podcast in general. Um, if anyone thinks, wow, that, that Ben guy seems really cool. I wish I could follow him on social media. Is there a way that they can, they can find you online? Yeah. Um, basically, the only social media that I use is Instagram. Um, I do check Facebook. Sometimes when my when my when my one hour time limit on Instagram is up, <laughs> I'll resort to Facebook. So I mean, you can add me there. Um, so Instagram, my username is I am Ben Fu, no spaces, all lowercase, and then Facebook is just Ben Fu, and yeah, simple. That's how you find me. Rad. Well, Ben, thank, thanks again for being on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me, Brian. No, this was this is actually a blast. It's always a pleasure spending time with you. Likewise. So was this as, as scary as you thought it would be? Um, well, the once back, you started going. Well, the back of my shirt is definitely sweaty, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, but it's it not as scary. I guess it's because it's with you. <laughs> I just feel super comfortable around you. Good. But yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Be A Friend podcast, aka BAF. I hope that you found today's episode to be entertaining and inspiring for you on your journey to always becoming a better friend. Thanks again to Ben for being on the podcast, and thanks to Tim Cassell for the music you hear in this episode. Follow, rate, and review the Be A Friend podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you want to stay up to date with all things BAF, look in the show notes for the link to our Instagram at Be A Friend Podcast, which is where I post the most, our TikTok at Be A Friend Cast, and to the website and blog for the show. Until next time, don't forget that if you want to make a friend, you have to be a friend. Bye.